What's up, everybody? It's Jack here, coming to you live from Fishtown, Philadelphia. This week's episode of the Anybody Can Do This Show is brought to you in collaboration with Primitive Recording Techniques. On today's show, Andy's poems probe love and lust after a visit from Sex Machine Ken. Neighbor Nick nails the disclaimer. Or does he? Eli explains what makes us who we are and initiates the show's first sociological experiment. And we beat or beat the cheeks of DJ Khaled, hot guy towels, and nachos. Okay? You ready? Well, you should be because anybody can do this. It's the Anybody Can Do This Show. Yes, here we go again, give you more, nothing less. Back on the mic, it's the anti-depressor. Hello, oh, what it do, nephews? It's your boy, Neighbor Nick, and welcome to Episode 9 of the Anybody Can Do This Show. As always, unfortunately, I am bo- joined by my stallions, Fancy Bread and Andy Feathers. Boys, before you introduce yourselves, there's an elephant in the room that we need to, or an elephant that was in the room that we need to address. <laughs> we, we had just, an elephant in the room. We were recording. We just had a pop-in quarantine visit from Sex Machine Ken. Mm-hmm. A story for another day, but just just to let the people know that the, the boys are buzzing. Yeah, right you're now. gonna you're gonna hear about Sex Machine Ken. The machine arrived. That yeah. was amazing. <laughs> yeah. But um, also, we can't forget. Thank you for that lovely introduction from Miss Jack. That was awesome. Uh, she mm-hmm. did a great job. Bang up job. Like. I said, welcome to episode nine. Uh, kind of the theme that we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, or structure, I should say. We'll continue here. Start off with a little Andy's workshop, a little poetry session with the with our resident poet. Then we'll move into Eli explains with him blessing us with that segment, and wrap up with the classic, the trial. What? I don't know what I tried to say there. The uh, the number one. <laughs> uh, beat or beat those cheeks. So, uh, uh, Andy, help yes, me out yeah. here. <laughs> it wasn't a trial. It certainly won't be a trial. We've done beat or beat those cheeks a Multiple lot. Times. And But every 16. time feels like a trial. <laughs> every time feels like a trial, I think, because it's a new, you know, it's just new I gotta be juju. Honest, it's uh, new juice. Uh, Sex Machine Ken just kind of threw me off my game a I little know. bit there. So, but uh, I'm Too ready to go. Too much machismo in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all feel like less than exactly. that. Yeah, right. uh, but Andy, without any further ado, let's hop right in. Let's workshop. Now let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just like, uh, just like the past two weeks. Um, and I think next week uh, I'm going to change it up. But... Want to read some poems again to everybody? Um, poetry reading style, and this first poem, and and this week I'm doing love poems. Ooh, okay. love poems on the show, um, and uh, I'm excited. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, two, three. How many are we getting? Two. Okay, I have perfect. Two pl- yeah. Uh, are they about two different? Love relationships? Great question. Yeah, uh, to be honest, maybe they could also be called lust poems. One's a love poem, one's more of a lust poem. Love it. Let's, yeah. Let's jump right in. Okay. What are we starting with, love or lust? We're starting, well, I'll just let you decide that by the title. Cool. Okay. Uh, the, the, the title of this, it's actually a, a one of two poems with the same title. It's called... Here we go. Storyland? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not in Storyland. This poem is called polyamory 2. Okay, so there's polyamory and then there's polyamory 2. 
Quick question. Yeah. What does polyamory mean for all the listeners at home who obviously don't know because I do. I don't want to explain it. Right, right. For the listeners at home, polyamory is like a, a relationship or a relationship with multiple partners. Monogamy. So it's the, it's the opposite of monogamy. Poly, multiple. Yeah. Blue Ribbon School 1996. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. Right. Yeah. No, I was just saying. Yeah. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. It's short and sweet. Yeah. I appreciate it. Mono, monogamy. Yep. Poly, many. Got it. Yeah. Thanks, coach. So polyamory too, and this poem is um, a, early on in my last relationship when it opened up. So that's where it's coming from. And it's about Casey's bar. Uh, Down on East Carson. I came here alone to lounge away my anger, to hover above the other patrons, to wait for a stranger who's asking to dance, another flavor of dance. Left for something different, tonight I wandered several blocks, and now, on a couch, a bartender has decided to rub my back. A slow, empty Monday... She's offered a free paper tray of cheese puffs, fresh, for me. She bought today. She calls me baby. I recognize her music. I ask, say anything? She kisses me, a cheek deep, charcoal lipstick. Thank you for knowing. We can relate. A little young, a little displaced, a little idea who I am. But tonight's kind of comfort, we understand, can be simpler than that. I keep saying this, man, but everyone you read, I like more and more. Like that one. Yeah, this is my favorite. Yeah. I think so far. That one's great. Dude. So nice. obviously, just kind of quick, ba- based on a based on a true life experience, I would assume. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just yeah. like any any other context before or after the story you'd like to provide. And I mean, <laughs> the poem, can I excuse. can I say no. something quick before yeah. you even get a chance? For the people at home, um, what Andy just so eloquently wrote about was. Talking to the bartender, Don Casey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other way you could say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. On a Monday. Yeah, right. This other way that poem could go. Yeah. So he's, so, he's pretty good at what he does. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Service industry night, right, Don Air. So uh, I'm going to take that to be the lust poem. That was the lust poem. Yes. <laughs> Look at me, man. I, I should have got, <laughs> a, I go. got a better grade in that class. Oh, yes. All right. So we got, you got another one for us, yeah, though, right? Yeah. This poem is called It Sneaks Up On You. And I like the title because um, love, it's what love does. And it's also what poetry does, okay. uh, or the best poetry does. Um, Facts. Yeah. So, uh, and I think this is probably the best poem I've ever written. And uh, it is the love poem. It sneaks up on you. I'm sitting next to the broken orchid from which she's salvaging life on her porch. It's cool. The wind chime is just the right distance away. She's anxious about leaving to wait tables for 12 hours, but she's the only server on. They'd shut down without her. The wine surprised her last night while we played hangman. She knew her audience, but I missed the easy guess. Snowball. I had everything except B. Pathetic. But we lost track of our limbs. And then the bottle was gone. She feeds me a piece of donut now, hits her bowl, and says the day is starting to feel good. It's just waking up that's hard in an innocent way. We smile at each other, shake our heads. The donut is cake with chocolate icing 
and primary colored sprinkles, the kind they bake for kids. That was beautiful, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Is that, you said you have two poems today. Yeah, yeah, two poems. I was really was hoping awesome. since you did the love poems, you'd read my favorite poem you've ever written. Which? which? It's the one um, about saying I love you. Ah. I do not remember the title. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So From we, the chat. Can we get, we just had Andy's favorite. Can I favorite. put in a request? Yeah. Right, yeah. DJ, play my can you, Do you have that available? The yeah, I love you? well, I don't, have it, uh, I don't have it with me, but that thankfully is one of the ones. It's a shorty. So, thankfully, that's one of the ones I have memorized of mine. Let, let's rip um, it. Yeah, so, uh, okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> and it, that is from the book, the chapbook, Laying Out Tomorrow's Outfit. That is in that collection on Amazon. I love you or, or, or it sneaks up on you? I love you. All right, perfect. I love you. Yeah. So, that's this one that we're getting right now. Yep. Your last favorite. Yeah, love yeah it. it's called I Love You. When she said it, I said it back and then started thinking what this new verbalization of our relationship means. The actions will both replace with the words. Boom. Love that one. Sick, dude. dude I mean, you think about that one? That one, I was like, I enjoyed all of Andy's pumps, and, uh, you know, some hit me harder than others. And, all right, I'd say, like, I guess I get sort of entertained by a lot of them because they're really cool stories, descriptions. Mm-hmm. They make me feel certain types of ways. This one sent me into a long, like, reflective thought process on saying I love you, how that affects a relationship, and dude, the, the actions will both replace with the words. It's like, man, it's crazy. Yeah, and and the something I took away from the last two is, like, we always talk about on here, Andy, about how, like, even you, growing up, poetry is so hard to digest and get into as a young guy, right? Oh, yeah. I think a big part of that has to be because at least in my experience, you're reading everything. Like you as the individual digester, it's not the person who wrote it. What's so awesome about these is your tone, the way you read them is so awesome that I definitely wouldn't read it like that if I was just reading it. Does that make any sense? Like hearing, mm-hmm. like, like, like oh, if right, I were to right. go to a poetry reading and see you do what you just did, I'd be way more into it than like if just my English teacher handed me that same poem and told me to read it, right? Yeah, right. So right like, it's like that, like act, like not acting, but just like, you had that experience way more intimately than I did. You can get that across way more better, way better than I can. So yeah. I just love that part of you reading them on here. And, and, and I think that's a, that's just a big takeaway that I have. Why it was so uninteresting as, as a younger. Right. Cat. Yeah. right. Yeah. 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 No, I it, totally, I think exposure to it helps too. And the more you see it and hear it, I think the better, I think the better I, for me, I got at reading other people's poetry and knowing how to, how to read the stuff too. Cause like I, I've, yeah, we've had that. A, a couple listeners have actually reached out to me about, um, that very thing. Like, Oh, I, I was reading your poems this way before now that I hear oh, you read cool. them. It's like a different experience. Um, and they, you know, and that they wanted more of. So, yeah. yeah so well, let's sweet, not forget the sweet. fact that most of those people are probably still uh, reading those and digesting them just to make fun of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> way, Quick yeah, question right. too. Do right. you, do you look up what the poet looks like before you? Do you want to know mm. like what they look like? How like they the radio talk? voice thing. Yeah, you know, right, like when you right, hear a right. band you like, you're like, oh, I got to see what these guys look like. People yeah. should do that, I think. Right. That's what I'm saying. I think it would, or at you least learn that? something I think it would about help. the poet. Yeah, yeah, I think it would help. I mean, I'd you, say, do you do that? If you're reading do poetry, that? do you look up the uh, Not always, no. Not always, but sometimes, yeah. Similar sometimes. to how you would do with like bands. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's that's it. Yeah, it's similar deal. Similar Beautiful. deal. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, no one looks you up when they read your phone. <laughs> oh, God damn! Boom! Is Roasted! Oh, set up! Jesus! Oh, you led me down a path. <laughs> Bastard. That segment was brought to you by Neighbor Nick's Hip Hop Academy. At Neighbor Nick's Hip Hop Academy, you will develop the skill set to rap in slightly offbeat styles without ever running out of things to say, even if you've never rapped in your life. This might sound like a wild claim, but have you ever heard his take on fish fries? Wiz Khalifa, the late Mac Miller, Carl Cush. This is the pedigree of rappers that walk the halls alongside neighbor Nick at Alderdice High School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He knows people that chilled with those people, so don't waste your time looking anywhere else. For just a dime bag a session, Neighbor Nick will turn you into a rapper capable of finishing last in any podcast competition you might stumble into. If sympathy votes sound good to you, tweet us today. Next up, we have this week's installment of Eli Explains. Before we do, sales guy Jack and our lawyer Edgar Schneider are forcing me to read the following disclaimer. Eli's nothing close to an expert. He's not a doctor or lawyer. He's not merely a post job for ADD medicine. He knows how to use Google. If you take his work, gospel, you do so. Your own is a simple summation of Wikipedia. Your own is a form of opinion. Boy, construct jokes. Assuming your own is be prepared for someone who's actually intelligent. Shoot down multiple holes in the dark. Bring him up. Public done! That's it! That's it! That's fucking it! That's it! That's it! That's it! That's it! That's it! That's it! We're going to go to the tape. That's it. That's it. That's so. That's it. That was it. Why did the buzzer Nick, take so Nick, long? Nick, you to... beautiful. Because I, they're still after one. There's still milliseconds. Nick, That's you true. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, no, they were milliseconds. Yeah, they were milliseconds. Nick, see, all you needed, Nikki, was all these haters out here saying, <laughs> "Go practice. You're never gonna get it." Guess what? I didn't practice. I'm a gamer, <laughs> and I came in here and put it. Oh. Down with milliseconds, milliseconds. A win is a win is a clock. win is a win. Thank you. Clap believe. for me. Thank you, boys. But Eli, well, as I always, I told you I, I was wow. the first person to clap for you. Remember that. I, I will. But again, this is not about me. This is about you. So without any further ado, bars. Eli explains. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. Sit down and shut up. Sit down and shut up. Sit down and shut up, will you? Sit down and shut up. Sit down and shut up. Sit down and shut up. Sit down and shut the fuck up. This week, Eli explains amalgamations. Amalgamations. So, <laughs> this, this seems, uh, I'll take the bait. Yeah. I'll take the bait. Just another example of these two trying to make fun of me. Oh, Eli, no. what is amalgamation? No, no. It's, it's not even specifically that. That word means like a combination of a mixture. Yeah, just a mixture yeah, of a mixture things. things. It's uh, the most well, general topic yeah, right, possible. Right, right. I, it was just a funny word. Yeah. Um, I really want to talk about the statement, you are an average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. Interesting. Okay. That is a okay. quote from a wise man. You are an average of Amal- the. Fi- that's where amalgamation. Yeah, you're an out. average. You're an average amalgamation of the five people you spend the most time with. That is the claim. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, me personally, I think there's some truth to it. You could shoot holes in it, sure. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah, like anything. Yeah, you can. There, I I do think there are legitimate um, critiques of it. But I think it there's a large amount of truth to it, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know what I looked up scientifically. 
if there is any truth to that. Um, do you guys want to ah. guess? Do you think there's any scientific truth behind that? Any factual yeah, you know, I mean, studies done? Yes, only based on personal experience from stuff like when you're a kid and your boys start saying something, you start saying. I mean, it's like the yinzer accent joking around we were kind of talking about. I think that's a good example. It's just like, mm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes and no. Like, I, I think, again, this is a terrible take, but like you can make points for or against almost anything, I would say. I don't know how scientifically they would study. I mean, they would study that. Like, I guess maybe, maybe psychological like your or sociological. Like your job, your, you know, your profession. Right. Oh, Are right. Right. People uh, over time, their people, behavior. Yeah. This is like a large, study. a large thing. Yeah. This yeah, is right, much right. deeper than you know vocabulary. Obviously, that is a an yeah. aspect of it. Right. Right. But right. this is your behavior, yeah. likely to go to jail, things like that. Oh, you know? right. Like, right. Think if like you're hanging, adverse you're running with the bad kids. Yeah. So essentially, yeah. na- the nature versus nurture argument, like. Mm, I wouldn't take it that far, okay. but I think it's. Do nurture. you adopt it's the behavior? Nurture. Do you adopt behaviors of the people you surround yourself with, yep. like subconsciously, or are you hanging out with the people because you're already like them? Right, 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 right. Well, you know, you could debate those things, but um, I personally, well, I'll say this: I found a study. There is only really one factual piece of evidence from a study okay. that I found relating to this, and it says your salary is within 20% of the people, the five people you surround yourself with. So. Oh, man. So yeah. when you say surround... If you're poor, you hang with the poor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're old, you hang with so the old. So is this olds. like, <laughs> and if I'm jumping too far ahead in your thing, tell me, is this yeah. like you're saying like the average of the five people you spend the most in-person time with? Or like if you like, if you listen to our podcast, Die Hard, yeah. all the time, like you're going to turn it It might rub off on you. Yeah, um, right. You know, this is what, this is my... I'll, I'll, this all leads into my... I jumped uh, too yeah. far ahead. It's fine, no. It's okay. It leads into my thesis. Um, I personally spend a lot of time listening to people talk on YouTube in particular. I Because I'm working in you know Photoshop Illustrator all day, so I listen to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spend time listening to some motivational stuff, some intellectual stuff, some informational stuff. But I will say many times in my life, many, many times separate times different with different uh, speakers i've adopted their logic and their way of thinking after you know soaking up so much of the things that came out of their mouth you do binge you tend to binge binge hard yeah Yeah, i dive deep into stuff and i well this is my thing i think in this so this right here is my opinion and i stand by i think you do become a product of the five people you surround yourself most with. Not 100%, but very, very strongly. Very strongly. And I think what people don't realize in this day and age is that you're not limited to the people you physically spend time with. That's huge. And and that is insane because if you have any desire to be different from those people, which is not, and not to say better or anything like that, just different. You know, you have your idea of who you want to become and there's people in, in any way and left or right, up or down, better or worse, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can pump that, those people that you admire into your head and you will start to think very much like them in many ways. And it will, st- if you do enough of it, their words almost start coming out of your mouth the same way you would adopt a yinzer thing or mm-hmm. their stupid vocabulary of right, your friends. Right, right, right. That's barring. Are, are I, something interesting here? That is that barring you admire them? 
Because if you if you don't admire them necessarily, but you're still around them constantly, can it work? Well, I would I would agree a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. think about it, if you had like people who abused you all the time, or were very very negative all the time, or worrisome all the time, right. you would adopt some of that anxiety, some of that, yeah. uh, you know, negative whatever the right regardless of whether or not you admire right yeah and it's a lot of it's like subconscious stuff i I really do think you consciously think about those things but subconsciously these things leak into your brain and it starts to reform the way you think i mean gut reaction it i would agree with you it makes total sense and i mean i I think that puts a big onus on people to kind of audit either what they're consuming in terms of what you're talking about YouTube. Like, are you just like ripping sports stuff and like funny, da, 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 is that where you want to be? And you kind of feel stuck or are you doing like, or it could be the people you're hanging out with that are all doing stuff that you don't like necessarily, but you just kind of do it. Like you're not super into it. I mean, yeah. I guess it all goes back into, I wish there was a study out there kind of, yeah. that was like, or like, I don't know, like a, a trial, whatever. Well, you want so to here's what I'm going to do. This yeah. is what I'm going to offer up on the pod is for six weeks, I think about six weeks, five, six weeks, I don't know, I'll set a time, over a month, um, picking five people, five people that I admire, I think, um, have qualities or just information in general that I like appreciate and find valuable to me and my life and to where I want to go. And I'm going to listen to about 15, I'm just going to put an average of 15 minutes a day on each, all five of them. So I'm going to spend like an hour, hour and a half listening to uh, these five people every single day, and then I will report back after five, six weeks, and I'll let you guys know. Um, Hell and yeah. just to share, I love my five yeah, people. Right. I would love, I would five? love for people at home. Wait, so <clears> are we becoming scientists? Like, are you? You, you are officially <laughs> I'm not, a scientist. If any, I'll say this: this if anybody is, wants to do this alongside me, uh, cool. And then we can talk about it throughout. Mm-hmm. You know, periodically. You don't have to pick my five people, but. Um, you know, if you want to do it, that's cool. I mean, if nobody does it, I wouldn't be shocked. But, <laughs> You're uh, still going to do it. No, though. I'm still yeah, doing right, it, and yeah. I'll let you guys know. Because I do, I already know that this works for me in, in my life, and I'll probably touch on that quickly, but I'm just going to go through the five. Um, Jordan Peterson, he's a psychologist from Toronto. Jordan Peterson. He has a, I'm writing these down. Um, okay. He has a so large, he has a pretty large following now, but he believes in, uh, his main thesis on life is, that there, you got to have one foot in chaos and one foot in order. And that means like mm-hmm. if you have too much order in your life, if you're just being too, you know, uh, you're just going through life normally and not really taking any risks at all in any, any way, you'll get anxious. Yeah. And if you're doing way too much crazy shit and you don't have enough order in your life, you're going to get anxious because you have nothing, no stability. Yeah. I literally just wrote that in a poetry essay. The, the same is true for like writing good poetry. You know, you have to, because it, what it is is a life thing, right? So you have to let them both in. It's key. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, totally. And he, he, it's just a lot about dealing with anxiety is his thing. Right. Uh, how to balance that, which is great. An awesome, awesome guy. Uh, Wes Watson is the second guy. And Man. he's a huge ex-con. He's an ex-con. He did 10 years in California state prison system. But his basic, uh, basically what he says in a very violent <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. mean spirit, not actually very good spirited way, but he's just straight up shoots, shoots it as it is, man. Right. Um, it's all about being hard on yourself and how that's the best thing you can do for the people around you and not chasing pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's uh, phenomenal stuff. 
Yeah. He's the man. Yeah, Gary V is the other guy. And that's not so much, uh, yeah, I can see why people think he's corny and stuff like that, but his social media and marketing strategies are genius, and he's like a huge guy, a uh, huge believer in um, attention arbitrage, which I'm not going to explain, but it's pretty cool stuff. If it helps the pot, it helps the yeah. pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave Ramsey is the fourth guy that I want to listen to a lot. I actually listened to him late last year, like religiously, maybe an hour a day. He's a financial guy. Not to be um, confused with Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, not or to be confused Ramsey. with Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Dave Ramsey. He, it's funny because he pushes a lot of um, conservative, like maybe not politics, but religion. He's a very religious. Mm. Uh, you know, I kind of overlook that stuff, whatever, but mm. um, right. he's all about budgeting and financial discipline. And it's really cool. Ooh. Really, really good stuff. That was, that. that was the best I've ever done financially by, by and large in my life. I, I was so tight. I was budgeting every single day, not wasting my money on stupid shit. Second, I stopped listening to this guy all the time. Fucking went right out the window. About that's something that you're really trying yeah. to work on. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And then the last guy, um, I just want to mix it up too a little bit. This guy's Evan Carmichael. He's on YouTube. He basically just makes videos called Top Ten Rules for Success, and he picks different celebrities constantly. Um, so it's not really one specific person, but I figured just to keep some some fresh ideas out there, I'll listen to uh, a variety of people's top ten rules. Yeah, and that oh, yeah. and that specifically just for motivation, a daily dose of motivation. I think a daily dose of motivation is very good. My life has, in the times I've had a daily dose of motivation, I've my life has been much better. And I know that's ridiculous. It's people are like, "Oh, it's corny." Like you listen to that shit. It's like, no, dude. Like right. ten minutes of somebody just telling you you could do anything you want and like you got to work hard. It's gonna suck, but you could do it. Mm. Is really fucking beneficial. Yeah, it's nice. Jordan Capital didn't make the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's nice. six. Neighbor Nick says he read the disclaimer for Eli Explains in under 10 seconds. He also claims he did it without any practice. But his so-called achievements deserve a second look. Let's review the tape, shall we? Actually, tells us you down multiple holes in the bring him up. Puppet done! Play another one. Actually, tells us you down multiple holes in the bring him up. Puppet done! Another one. Tells us you down multiple holes in the bring him up. Puppet done! Another one. Ah-ah-ah, neighbor. As for you and your pushy, no-practice agenda, it looks like we were all saved by the bell. I'm Fancy Bread, and I approve this message. All right, and let's wrap up Episode 9 with another installment of Beat or Beat Those Cheeks. So if you haven't joined us before for this, this is the segment where we throw out a couple things that I'm talking about, see on Twitter, whatever, thinking about throughout the week. I got a little point of view, a little stance on it. I'll throw out, toss it to these two cats if they're into it, if they... Whoa, 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 whoa. If it feels so good. Reverse. If it's not good, if they don't like it, them things is beat. If they like it, if they're into it, if it feels so, so good. good, we're beating those cheeks. All right. You so. guys get way too into it. <laughs> don't yell at us for so having fun, good. dude. Like, yeah. you're such a coach. Put Andy's um, face on the uh, Instagram on that. Yeah. <laughs> the Shenderovich face. All right. First one. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. DJ. Khaled. So the reason I'm bringing we this up best. is because DJ Khaled had a video come out this week. All these celebrities, whatever, are doing Instagram lives and sit with fans. Like you can hop in, they'll throw you in the Instagram live. Ah, I'm with mm -hmm. DJ Khaled. 
this chick hops on. He throws this chick in there. She's like it, wearing next to nothing, just twerking on his Instagram. And nice. DJ Khaled's like losing his mind. You can tell like his wife must be in the room or something. <laughs> and he's like, oh, baby girl, I got a family. Like, we got to shut this down. <laughs> he keeps like staring off the screen and stuff, like all this stuff, whatever. Yeah. And finally, he just like shuts it down. And just like this chick starts pouring water on herself. Like she goes, I got a family. Boom. Yeah. This just reminded me, man, like I am beating every single cheek that DJ Khaled has, man. Like I, I love that dude. Like when All he was four getting of his cheeks, dude. Right. When he was getting lost at sea on his jet ski, when he was doing yeah. his workout videos on his uh, elliptical, like people kind of got uh, like sick of him. I, I think he's hilarious, man, and he truly does not give a world what anybody thinks about him. So uh, that's a roundabout way of asking you guys, DJ Khaled, beat or beat those cheeks, Eli. I'm beating the hell out of his shit. <laughs> there was a time where I did hate him, and it was brief, but it was when I took him too serious. And, and that was the problem. I think it was on my end. You exactly. Know? I mean, I think he takes exactly. himself serious with his DJing, I guess. But um, once you got to see him on social media, man, I think he truly is that uh positive all the time and yep. it's just mm-hmm. like a good dude another one another one yeah. another one he's sick man he's yeah. cool andy uh beat or beat those cheeks i'm beating those cheeks too to. i'm beating Love those it. cheeks I'm too so uh, a, a sweep across the board for Khaled. He, now he's up there with dave gruel and john mayer that's oh, great we, yeah. we would have a hell of a, a a band if we could get all these guys like on our side we'd yes. make a sick track dave gruel john mayer and DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. That's when I hated him. I hated him when he was doing that. I mean, if there's anybody who could get that band together, it'd be DJ Khaled. So he's a huge acquisition to the unanimous cheek beating. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to tweet this episode at DJ Khaled. And so DJ, Mr. DJ, Mr. Khaled, sir, when you listen to this, uh, you are welcome uh, as an interview guest anytime you would like on the Anybody Can Do This Show. You have an incredible garden. As well as Dave John Mayer. Yeah. Um, All right. Next one that we have. Believe it or not, guys, this one's kind of weird. So uh, I was weird. <laughs> yeah, me weird. Never. I was seeing this conversation. I don't know if it was on Twitter, or Barstool, or something like that. They were having a conversation about how you wear your towel when you get out of the shower, right? So I'm going to call this "beat or beat these cheeks, hot guy towel." So <laughs> when you get out of the shower, I feel like there's two ways hot that you wrap towel. yourself in a towel. Yeah. You do the hot guy way where you're like right below your belly button. You got your six pack abs popping. You're looking like a whatever, a snack. Is that what kids say? You're looking, looking like, like a, a snack. snack. Yeah, snack. Or, like snack. A whole meal. or you like rock a it snack. how some podcast hosts would rock it and rock it like right below the nipples just to kind of maybe hide a little belly that's popping out there, but still below looking. the nipples? No, but like above the belly button. <laughs> so essentially. Below the nipples. Yeah, 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 the no, nipples. not that high. I don't have yeah. that big of towels. Okay. So that's like how beat or beat, the, beat, or beat <laughs> yeah. those cheeks wearing your towel below your belly button. I am beat out of jealousy. <laughs> oh, so you're the certain podcast no, I didn't say that. I, oh, I happen to host a podcast. Yeah, I happen right. to wear my towel above my belly button, but I wouldn't say I was exclusively right, you're speaking not one about of me. Does that have yeah. to do, like, does it rest better above your belly button? That's uh, what I'm Like, thinking. would it fall down if it was below your belly button? Yeah. Yes, yes. I don't know if that's the right or wrong answer to make me look good, but like, right. yeah, yes. I, I don't know. Asking. I just, just, I don't asking. know. Yeah, it's like it's one wrap and a tight. I don't know. Like, I'm, um. Would you wear high waisted jeans? No. Okay. <laughs> Is that See, even an option for men? Yeah, like similar. Yeah, yeah. They're high waisted jeans for men. They're not as high. Well, as give your take. Beat or beat those cheeks. Wearing it below your belly button. I like to wear my towel on, over my shoulders. 
when I walk. That's what I prefer. I just like to have it over my Your shoulders. Your poor, poor roommates. Nasty. Your poor, poor roommates. He lives I'm, in the basement. I'm beat too. on, yeah. I'm beat on, also beat on the above the belly button. I guess, I mean, it, what you're saying, the hot guy Wait, towel. you're the hot guy towel. I go for the hot guy towel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. little little self-indulgent, if you ask I me. I mean, I've been skinny my whole life. I, I, <laughs> Dude, I I'm looking good these days. I've I'm not saying down. that. No, I'm I know you I'm just saying, like, I don't have any, but it's just one thing. Right. This was I can like, put it anywhere I want. Right. It's yeah. like a this board. was the time for me to consider the switch. It would be now. Like, But I'm above the belly button until I die. So it was just, I don't know, just one of the weird thoughts I had. I thought you guys would like to roast me for that. So there you go. Last one. <laughs> Let's wrap up. Yeah. It wouldn't be a beat or beat those cheek segment without a food option and a food take from the boy. Neighbor yeah, you gotta neighbor. have a food take. I'll let you guys go first, and then I will have my stand. I'm sharpening my pitchfork. <laughs> Simple. Cinco de Mayo. Light the torches. Today is Cinco de Mayo that Cinco we're recording. Mayo. Yeah. Beat or beat those cheeks. Nachos. Eli. Beat the hell out of those cheeks, man. Nachos are fucking fire. I make them at home sometimes. I mean, at the ballpark, I usually get them with the, you got to go with the hot peppers, the jalapenos. Yep. Hot. Uh, I like the cheese. I don't think I do the salsa at the stadiums too often because uh, at home you got the salsa. So, like, you know, I'm not making the hot cheese at home. Mm-hmm. So, I, t- hot I take advantage of that at the ball game. But love getting them at the stadium. Uh, usually, like, relatively reasonably Price. I mean, cons- compared to All other shit, considered. so it's like not a bad thing mm-hmm. to buy. And then uh, at home, man, I'll make some steak, you know, grill up some steak and stuff like that, load up the nachos, throw them in the oven for a couple minutes after, and just bang them for a meal. Mm-hmm. Great, great take. Yeah. Andy. Yeah, that's fire. I mean, you got pulled pork nachos. I don't eat them anymore, Ooh, but yeah. a pulled pork nacho. You're beating the cheeks, I'm assuming. I'm beating the hell out of the... I don't think I I could beat any ha- cheeks harder than nachos. I don't even think. I've beaten so many cheeks on this show. Not like I I couldn't go harder. Just than on the on show, nachos. never in real life. Yeah, yeah, right, just on the show. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's um, why we do it, boys. Saddle up. Somewhere. Nachos are beat <laughs> for this reason. His restaurant just closed. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> hey, if we're so open, if we're so open at the fish fry debacle, they won't care about nachos. Let me explain my point. Numbers. Nachos would be similar to the delivery food debate that we had in the sense of idea wise. Beautiful home run, absolutely smashing idea. Nachos execution nearly every time you get them is abysmal. The middle of the nachos is where all the stuff is piled up. The top layer of the middle of the nachos, those, yeah, you're gonna get in there and you're gonna get all the toppings. The chip is soggy, it's impossible to eat. Now you're getting to the outer edge of the nachos. Now you just got naked chips hanging out on a plate like some indecent cretin with no toppings. Now you gotta go back in and dig into the toppings that got cold because they weren't properly dispersed under the middle part of the toppings. So, for that reason, and correct again, nachos. But those are nachos. That's nachos. Yeah. So, so, it's not a perfect science. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want them to take a nacho, lay it down, put one little scoop of something on it, right, and like is, you basically make hors d'oeuvres out of your nachos? So right, here's what right. I want them want to do. Style do you know what nachos? I want? I want deconstructed, make it my own table 
nachos. I want you to bring me a bowl of chips. I want you to bring me a bowl of chili. I want you to bring me diced onions. I want those all in separate bowls. So now I can concoct mini nachos where every plate of nacho is now the optimal perfect bite. Tell me I'm wrong. Nacho buffet. Almost like the container they give you at the ball game where they have the shit on the side. But that's the the only place you ever see it. Whenever you order restaurants, which a majority of the time is not at the ballpark, it never comes like that. So wait a second. You're telling me that ballpark nachos are the best executed nachos? In in logistics wise, yes. In terms of ingredients and product, absolutely okay. not. But okay. in terms, okay. but in terms of how it's executed and how you can essentially make your own chip, absolutely, absolutely. I, I was having this conversation actually the other day, last weekend, maybe with my four roommates. And you're a former concession vendor. Who better to ask than this? And my the first product I ever vended was nachos. I mean, it was the worst night of my career. I mean, it, it was terrible. <laughs> it also rained. You know, yeah. I did not well, sell a single the... nacho. Didn't sell a single one. They were bagged and chipped. It, the cheese came in a cup. <laughs> yeah. Foil. Yeah, which terrible. is the worst way to get nachos. The worst way to get nachos. That's why no one bought it. That's why nobody bought it. And I was a terrible salesman at this point. It was my right. first night. Right. Anyway, they were saying upside down nachos. Where everything is on the bottom and you just throw the chips on top. Yes. I was like, but isn't that a dip? Isn't that just a dip? Yeah, but that's pretty cool. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I'd have to try it before I could get it. Well, I don't think they exist, but it's a new idea. Can we all agree that nachos are great, but there's a possibility that they could be executed better than they currently are across the board? Are you willing to give me that? Yeah, I'm thinking that if you did, if you did like, you know how you, you make the buffalo chicken dip in a. You know, in like one of those flat, gla- yeah, those right, like Pyrex right, right. dishes, yeah, the Pyrex, rectangular yeah. ones, and then you just poured out chips all over that, like and a clam you, bake of dips, that, and then you just dip down in. That's that, I, that sounds. I, cool. But I think I think you. What about the individuality of the ingredients, though? Too, because nachos aren't a dip; they're not a dip, and they're not even when they're made. Mixed are, are we together, talk- yeah, right, right? Right. It's like you put the chili down, then you put the cheese down, then you put the onions down, then you put the tomato. That's why I kind of think my bring the, it to me and I'll make my buffet. own fajita style nachos. Fajita style nachos. Yeah, I love the sound of a dip. I love taco dip. I love any anything like right. that. It's but that exists. I'm taco dip is nachos in a dip form. Essentially, exactly. the last thing I'll say is I guess that is fair. And I sometimes I do that. I'll make steak. You know, days in advance, I just have like frozen steak or you know in in the Tupperware or whatever in the fridge already cooked and then I'll bust out the nachos and I'll sit there and like slap a little um, yeah, steak on a chip a and then pour like a dip of hot a dab of hot sauce every and meal, eat them one by one every meal you eat is deconstructed you eat yeah. everything like like a pack of salami thing yeah, of peanut but, butter put it together like, right. like I mean but you mix it in your okay, mouth I understand but I get all that but I'm still man you can't say that the nachos they serve that at the restaurant are beat Nachos, right, right. Like, nachos nachos let's get back beat. to the argument here. Right. They're just not beat at all. Nachos ain't the beat and cheat. Could they be done better? I'll give you that. Possibly. I'm just saying possibly. I'm not saying for sure. And I'm definitely not even going anywhere close to saying they're beat. I think that's where we and the listeners come in is like, Nachos ain't beat. We all agree, except yep. Nick. No, no. I, I think yeah. I think yeah. when you say it like that, in <laughs> retrospect, I would have worded the question: Nachos, how they're currently constructed. Ah, yes, the idea yeah, of nachos right, is right. phenomenal. I'm not disagreeing with that. Mm-hmm. How they're constructed, I got a bone to pick. 
Yeah, got a bone we, to pick about so that. We should, well, hopefully, we nobody about shut that. the episode off before. You <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. Somebody probably just said, "I'm beat on nachos." Didn't even listen, and now it's just gonna fry me on uh, the internet. Two minutes left. Like, yeah, yeah, shutting yeah. this, shutting off. this off. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> without any further ado, I think that definitely wraps up episode nine. Another slapper for your eardrums, right at you. Bow, bow. Uh, boys, pop, pop. anything else? Whoop. First of all. Questionnaire is out. We just released the episode, so the questionnaire will be out. Make sure you go to our Instagram page, Eli, which is at the Anybody Can Do This Show. No spaces, no letters. No letters. <laughs> no letters. No letters. Nothing. Yeah, it's just, tough. it's uh, an invisible ink. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You swipe your finger. How's it feel you, now? How's it feel now? The tables are turned, you little, you little <laughs> squid. Man, did I deserve that one. All right, so just one more time. It at is. the Anybody Can Do This Show, no spaces no numbers straight and again if you heard something on the pod that you feel some type of way about the nacho take you want to write your own love poem or maybe you're going to jump in and do eli's surround yourself with five different people and see how it turns out make sure you hop into counterpunch so you can feel how you feel jump into your voice memos record it real quick attach it to an email and send it to our email address eli which is the a c d t show at gmail.com my guys always D T show at gmail.com and hey, keep one thing in mind too when you do the counter punches, nobody knows who you are. Right. This is like you're basically invisible. You can mm-hmm. fuck around with it all you want and nobody it, you're completely anonymous. Like you're basically wearing a mascot. If it's like if you were the mascot at a at a sporting event, you can go be a goof all you want. What I always like don't yeah. be nervous. What right? I always say is people Fire always want to have yeah. like that uh, burner Twitter account or that parody Twitter account where they can kind of say or think whatever whatever they want. This is a perfect time to do that right, right there right. I, if right. i was a listener i'd be all over this i'd be acting a fool mm-hmm. drew any words of wisdom for the listeners as we depart no no i don't have anything beautiful see you next week put andy as one of your five people <laughs> <laughs>